Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, hello. I am Lana Reed and welcome back to this week's edition of Don't Box Me In. You know, here at Don't Box Me In, I love to take the time to talk to people who not only think outside the box, but who live outside the box um, as well. And today I've got another opportunity. I'm chatting with somebody who uh, financially had it all, a lot to overcome, but when they did, Instead of only looking out for themselves, he and his family found ways to look out for others. My guest today, Michael McManus, found himself eight years ago flat broke with twin newborns and a wife. They struggled but managed to overcome and build a very successful business. Now, unselfishly, they decided to do this for others and started a nonprofit called Gather. Gather is a community dedicated to serving the needs of others through a monthly membership program. So I want to thank Michael in advance for taking the time to talk to me and extend a great big welcome to him. Michael, welcome to Don't Box Me In today. Thank you so much for having me, Lana. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. So um, we're going to – first of all, I want to talk about this wonderful, uh, fabulous partner in crime you have, your wife, uh, Melissa. Okay. Yes. So let's start off with her. Uh, how long have you guys been married? We've been married for seven years. Uh, we've been together for ten. Okay. Um, how, how did you guys meet? <laughs> that is an awesome question. I, <laughs> I, love, I love telling the story because uh, we met at a bar, um, which which is kind of old school these days. I feel yes. like, um, and it was actually it was more of like a uh, we worked at the same company, and my sales team was out to celebrate a birthday. And it was at a dive bar. No one else was there. And I didn't even drink at the time, which was funny. But uh, so uh, out of nowhere, this girl walks into the bar and it was like a slow motion movie where there's like lights behind her and like she's just moving in slow motion and super beautiful. And I remember saying to myself, I need to find a way to speak to this girl. Uh, So then I got myself a drink and started to do that. (laughs) You needed some liquid courage there, right? Yeah, it worked out. I'm a drinker now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, she's, she's changed my life for the better, for sure. Awesome, awesome. I love that story, the lights and the whole fantastical <laughs> romantic view thing. So did she like you at first? Uh, she. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> like, yeah, we got along very, very well. Um, we ended up uh, realizing we lived a block away from each other in Philadelphia. Um, so we spent all the time together. And I was really slow to make a move on her, so she uh, eventually actually thought that I might be gay at some point, <laughs> um, which is even just funnier in retrospect now that we have twin girls and been married for seven years. But, um, but yeah, we, th- there was the attraction. I was just trying to be as gentlemanly as possible, um, which almost backfired. So, Okay, I'm glad you finally made the plunge. So how long did you guys date before you um, popped the question? It was uh, a couple years. A couple of years. So it didn't didn't take too long, and uh, now you know we're we're wedding photographers. That's that's one of our businesses, and um, so we we talk to couples all the time and with meetings and stuff. And two years this day and age seems pretty average. Um, so I, I you know I'd say it's not not too too quick, but okay. So you say you you guys are uh, in the wedding photography business. So I know with that being your field, uh, you had some amazing way that you proposed to Melissa. So, uh, <laughs> amazing. Okay. Uh, he, so what I did is I created a, uh, I made a drawing and then I wrote out text that needed to be decoded. Uh, so basically I, I, and it was, it was pretty large and I gave this to her and I didn't say anything and she just spent the next hour. I gave her the, <laughs> the, the, the key to be able to, decode my message and you know it was like five paragraphs long and uh at the very end you know it was me asking through writing uh and then she walked out of the room and uh just said yes and and that was it so <laughs> you made me go out through all this work just <laughs> it, it, it was it was different and but now i have something uh assuming i know where it's at still to to take <laughs> you know and, and kind of have as a record of that okay okay so you mentioned um you met her in the bar and you were in sales. So what field, what line of business were the two of you in when you guys first met? 
<laughs> we actually worked at Nutrisystem, oh. uh, which is the weight loss company. So she did counseling and, and I did the sales. So I got people signed up and then her job is to make sure that they stuck to it. Oh, okay. So that's kind of very different from where you guys are at now. So were you guys taking pictures on the side during this or how so, did the whole ph- photography thing come about? Yeah. So we, we both had had interest in photography. Um, I had been shooting in high school and I went to school for four years for photography. Um, and I, I never wanted to do it for a living because I was afraid I'd lose the passion for it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was resistant and I was also in a frame, uh, frame of mind where I was willing to do jobs I didn't like just so I could make money and pay the bills, mm-hmm. um, which which is a sad way to live. But I yes, kind of indeed. kind of gave into that idea and I was willing to wait till retirement basically till I could start to live. Um, but we we found ourselves in a really bad position financially, and I I knew I couldn't rely on anyone else to uh, feed my family. So that's when we said let's give this a try. What's the worst that'll happen? So, mm, so you you embarked on the the whole entrepreneurship thing. Uh, yeah. So how how did you get started? You you found a place or? No, we uh, so we we had a couple opportunities to photograph some friends' weddings to kind of see if we liked it, and then we we kind of fell in love with working together and photographing other people getting married. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed. I mean, we started to kind of put our name out there and, and try to, you know, reach as many people as possible. Uh, we even used Craigslist in the beginning <laughs> to connect with people. And uh, we were just very honest and open about where we were in our journey as wedding photographers in that business. And people were amazing in their response and they trusted us. And uh, even to this day, you know, seven years later in business, we're still friends to our very first clients. Awesome, awesome. Now, you know, there's there's many genres of photography out there. What exactly is it about wedding photography that appeals to you and Melissa? It, it, it's one of the happiest days of your life. <laughs> you know, it's it, we get to watch people get married. We get to be part of a special time in someone's life, and we're charged with kind of creating that story, capturing that story that lives on forever. So, you know, when, when we get to work – with couples that really have that special love that's unique to them, there, there's just no greater feeling in the world than to be able to be there with them and to document that. Um, and I always say that whenever we go to weddings, we get to kind of, you know, get married again and again, and, and usually at a much nicer wedding than we had. Is great. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I could I could list a thousand things that we love about it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a wedding, and and we've become good at at telling stories with photography so it's a perfect fit yeah i was looking at some of your work and it's it's very beautiful um you know i've had in my 46 years i've had the opportunity to go to numerous weddings and i always kind of you know sit in the back and watch the photographer and it's a very um let me see here what would be the proper it's a very interesting job um, and, and I, I kind of want to be off topic here for a minute. Can sure. you tell us some of the most, uh, maybe one of the most difficult uh, situations that you've come across? You know, because I've seen, you know, like flower girls just take off running, and you know, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, do you have any cute, interesting? Like, this was the worst situation I've had to deal with. We, uh, as a whole, we've been really blessed. Um, <laughs> Over the years, but we, uh, if anything, it, it's a guest. It's a rogue guest who decides to be the photographer. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, I, I, I remember fighting one time with someone, a guest at a wedding, not literally fighting, but it almost got to that point where, um, you know, people hire us because they want us to tell the story and they don't want their guests to worry about it. But mm-hmm. this individual felt the need to step up his game for them <laughs> and literally, physically stand in front of me any chance he got um, from the, the ceremony going right up in the middle of the aisle and distracting everyone and for the first dance. And th- it was it was a crazy situation. And I don't know why it happened. Um, and we're always really laid back and kind of relaxed yeah. about it because everyone has a camera these days. Yeah. And, and we're comfortable with people shooting. That's fine. Let's work together. But let's just kind of respect each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was, uh, physically threatened, uh, in that instance. So I'd say that was probably the toughest that I've ever dealt with. Wow. Hazard pay for wedding photographers. Who would have thought? 
Yeah, but, but you know, one out of a few hundred weddings is not a big deal. Okay, okay. You know, you brought up a point about the whole wedding photography. Everybody has smartphones today, and they're snapping, snapping, and, you know, I guess um, – you know, people need to, you know, it's, an, it's a new thought, you know, respect the fact that this couple has paid for these people to be here to professionally document this special day for them. And, um, you know, it's kind of a interesting way we have to kind of coexist with today's technology. Yeah, and and it usually works out really well. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, cool. So you guys have been, uh, well, let, let me go ahead and give the plug now. The name of the company that you and uh, Melissa have is M2 Photo, correct? Yes, M2. Okay, and you guys, uh, like you said earlier, you're in Philadelphia. So do you only work with couples in Philadelphia? No. Uh, we we travel wherever the opportunity comes. Um, you know, we've shot weddings in Mexico, Aruba, St. Lucia. Um, we're shooting in Iceland in a few months. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we, we love to adventure and we love to travel and we love connecting with the couples that feel the same. So we, we are fortunate to have uh, opportunities to travel a bit. All righty. All righty. So go ahead and, and give the plug. How do, how do couples get in contact with you and Melissa for uh, shoot and stuff like that? Sure. If they want to check out our website, it's uh, m2photo.co, C-O. And then from there, you can see our work, learn a little bit about us. We're very open um, and, and we have twin daughters, which we love uh, very intensely, and, and we share images about them and um, just kind of, yeah, we're very open about it. So if you want to contact us through our website, you can con- contact us directly. Okay. And the uh, baby girls, the twins, uh, hmm. are they picking up cameras? They they shoot a little bit, yeah. And they're, uh, they have a natural knack, uh, but being eight-year-olds, it's, uh, it's funny. They're... <laughs> But but they're because we're we're also very close, obviously, to each other. So when uh-huh. we uh, when they photograph us, it's it's always really fun, and I, I think they'll end up being really great as they get older. Uh, we actually we we traveled to Norway a few weeks ago for a couple of weeks, and um, they took portraits of me and Melissa, and some of our favorite pictures together, and they're amazing. So yeah, pretty good. Okay. Okay. So your your guys are not the uh, parents that go to school and embarrass them all the time with the camera in everybody's face all the time. No. So we, <laughs> we do our best to not do that. Uh, it's very hard. Um, but you know, having said that, we we started a project when they were born called the AB Project. Their okay. names are Ava and Bella, and uh, we photograph them every single day. So oh. we have eight plus years of photographs. Um, we're, we haven't missed a day, even when we're not together. We usually photograph them on Skype, which is fun. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're used to having a camera around, uh, and we're, because of our approach to it, cause we're not, we're not, it's not like we're pushy and we're trying to set up every picture. It's very organic and just kind of lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. um, they're not embarrassed yet, at least, I guess. At least, right. Well, wait till they get to be teenagers. Mine is 20 now, so wait till the teenage years. They become very difficult then. Thanks. <laughs> no so what do you do? That's a lot of pictures every day. What do you do with them? Uh, I just have them in a lot of folders. Uh, my, my goal is to get to their 18th birthday, and then from there they have the option, being adults, to, to continue the project from themselves. Um, but m- once they hit 18, I want to have an art show at a gallery and just have maybe like three five three by five prints and just line oh. them up and have a picture to represent every day of their life, oh. uh, which I'm really excited about. So I like that. I like that. So is there any uh, talk of getting the twins a baby brother or anything like that? Uh, more so by everyone else we know than us. <laughs> uh, but it's I don't know. It, it's we we literally talk about it all the time. Um, we're we're still young. And it's a big possibility. We also talk about the idea of adopting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three adopted siblings, and and I just kind of know a bit about that world, and there's an incredible need, so that's something we can uh, consider as well. But having said that, um, we're so fortunate to have our girls, and they're amazing kids, said every parent, but um, <laughs> they're, just, they're just wonderful little humans, and we're in a position to really... Uh, allow them to explore the world and, and we're trying to take advantage of that and the more children you add uh, the less we're able to do for them True. Um, so so it's kind of being 
a little bit more uh, intelligent about our decision making and kind of thinking about the grand picture of things. True, true. It is it is hard to give your children the best uh, financially uh, when we have to spread our resources so between you know too many. So I, I understand that completely. Um, you know, looking at time, it's time for us to take our first commercial break here, Michael. So stay with me. When we come back, I want to talk about the other projects that you're involved in. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Today I'm hanging out with Michael McGannis. He's the uh, founder and president of Gather. And uh, we were uh, talking about uh, his his wife and him start and their business, uh, the photography business. But now I want to get into this project that you guys created. So it's very interesting that... Uh, you know, most of the time people, you know, have these financial challenges and, you know, when you start to crawl out of that hole, you kind of go into survival mode and, you know, let me take care of me and mine first and kind of stay there. But you and Melissa really didn't do that. You know, one of the thoughts that you had was to give back to others and you started this nonprofit organization um, together. What what was the genesis for that? I mean, how did that come about? Yeah, so uh – when, when we were struggling really bad, um, Melissa's parents were the ones who, who did what we couldn't do, which was literally feed our kids and, and help us in any way they could. And they believed in us when we wanted to start our business, and, and we didn't have much support elsewhere, to be honest. Um, and they just kind of uh, – they're the perfect example of loving unconditionally and giving anything they can – and I credit them a lot with um, our success. Mm-hmm. So um, it, 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 that really impacted me and stayed with me all these years. And we we got to a point where where we were in a better position. And and I thought, you know, I would love I'd love to help other people. I'd love to be able to, you know, not just like give money to a charity, but like like know that I'm helping someone. And mm-hmm. I also. You know, even though we can pay our bills now, it doesn't mean we're millionaires. So it was also <laughs> along the thought of, you know, I want to be able to do this now with what I can afford. And, and I feel like everyone should be able to have a, a way to give and impact mm-hmm. someone's life um, regardless of how much they have to give. Because I think it's more important simply that people make giving a part of their life as opposed to, you know, how much you can give and have that be the important part. So – Gather allows anyone to be able to give, and and because we're a grassroots organization, um, you know, we're very transparent about everything we do. We tell the story of every project we do each month. Um, you know, I'm I'm writing a blog post now. We there's a family in Nepal who lost everything basically, and um, in a really bad situation, and because of the earthquake, and. Um, you know, I, I got connected to them and I said, you know, what can we do? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, we want to help you and we don't know how or it won't ways, but you tell us. And uh, the mother, Sabina, she said, I, I want I want my kid to stay in school. We can't mm-hmm. afford it right now. And I said, you know, because th- we have a monthly budget essentially. Um, and I said, this is what we have. And, and would this be enough? And what can it do? And we were able to provide six months of education to her for her daughter um, wow. Which is incredible, and, and and our projects are so varied, and it, it's it's just about helping people and doing it every month, and connecting with those we're helping, and being able to actually see, you know, my my dollar donation this month is helping this person in this way, and and a dollar a month is our our main um, membership option, and okay. and what I love about that is that it, it really kind of sets the bar low for entry into philanthropy. And my daughters give every month, just like I do. And you know, and what's what I love about it is that they're just as important as we are. Like we're all equal, and we're all giving together. Um, and and we all also help each other in this whole process because it's not like I, because I just because I founded uh, Gather doesn't mean that I'm the one that's making all the decisions. 
we have a lot of members who are helping us find needs and bring them to us and saying, you know, maybe we can help this person or this family or work with this organization. And, you know, it's a collaborative effort. So it's, it's a bit different than a lot of uh, nonprofits that you find. So. I love the concept. I love the concept. You know, um, one of the things I have found, you know, as I, I walk around in today's world is, you know, we have become as a society kind of self-absorbed and, you know, into ourselves and our own lives. And, um, you know, we don't look for ways that we can help out our fellow person or we assume that it's just going to take too much effort or too much time. But here it is, you know, with Gather, it's just a small donation amount that could you know actually change the course in a very you know large way so I, I really think that's a beautiful concept there thank you awesome awesome so you mentioned that you well first of all how long have you guys been at this so we've uh we're a year a little over a year in uh it, it took two years of uh trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to do and how to do it because okay. uh, the nonprofit world is very different than the for-profit world um, and yeah, we launched last February. Okay, okay. So, what types of projects has Gather uh, been involved in? So, uh, one of my uh, one of the projects that's really close to my heart is the first one we did. Um, it, we worked with the Brown family, and they live in South Jersey, and they have uh, a now a five year old son named Aiden, and he has a lot of uh, medical conditions, and he's wheelchair bound, and they live in a split level home. So um, getting him in and out of the house was actually quite difficult for them, and they have to do it multiple times a day. So we helped them uh, in getting a wheelchair ramp just to make getting in and out of the house easy. Um, and it's made a, a, a big impact. And when we did that project, I spent the entire day with them and that family. Mm-hmm. And it, it was – it was the kind of situation that, you know, once you do something like that, you realize this is what you're meant to do. This is this is the right thing. No matter how hard it was for us to get together off the ground and, you know, how hard it continues to be because there's still so much to learn, mm-hmm. um, it's so worth it. And and there's no greater feeling I've ever experienced than than being able to, to know that I'm helping someone and, and connecting with them personally. It, it is truly a... Um a, a very internal rewarding feeling when you know that you are helping somebody in their journey, you know, and um, you, I've always you, been able to really kind of fully explain that sensation to people. But, you know, you all you can only all you can do is encourage people to to try it so they can feel what that is like to uplift your fellow you know, man. So um, I just I really applaud you guys there. Now, you mentioned when you were discussing uh, just talking about um the first project that you had, that there were, you, you, it's been a learning process for you. There have been some issues. What what kind of uh, struggles has Gather had getting off the ground? Uh, every anything you could think of. I mean, <laughs> just, just like I remember when we were researching and trying to find people to to help us, uh, even forming Gather. Um, I was told by two nonprofit lawyers that Gather would never get a five hundred one c three status. Because there's an organization like ours that works in the way we do doesn't exist, uh, and it'll never work. So um, that was really, really tough. And, and when we launched for the first year, we were actually an LLC. We mm-hmm. were a for-profit business that was just giving away everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took us that next year to be able to achieve our 501c3 status, which I ended up doing on my own. Um, but – you know, even growing and spreading the word, Gather doesn't have a, uh, you know, an advertising budget. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, a bit over 200 members and we all give each month and that includes businesses. We have seven businesses now who give monthly. Um, and, you know, it's just trying to, how, how do you get that traction? How do you spread the yeah. word? Yeah. Um, obviously our personal networks are what we're relying on mainly, um, you know, and, and just, even board meetings. <laughs> how, how do you run a board meeting? How do you deal with the minutes? How to, you know? So you're learning. Everything is new, um, and and we're kind of on our own on that, and and that's okay. But just research a lot. I ask a lot of questions to people who who I don't know, and a lot of people are very gracious in helping us however they can. So um, just those are just a few examples. Okay. Now, you I was on the website and uh you've been blessed to have uh, some people partner with you. Uh what are the some of the names of the companies that have partnered with Gather? 
Sure. So we have, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, first of all, I mean, outside of my wife and I privately giving, uh, we also have our business give monthly, which is our business membership is at $20 a month. So it's still incredibly affordable for businesses. Um, then we have a couple other photographers that we know, David Duchman. Um, he's a, a world humanitarian photographer. Some other local photographers, BG Productions Photography, Smitten Chickens, which is a wedding photographer in New York, <laughs> and they're amazing. Um, a, a wedding album company called Renaissance. Um, a conference, uh, which has actually been very influential in our lives, called the What If Conference. Okay. Uh, they give, and it's it's a um, conference for creative entrepreneurs. Um, and I we've made the best friends and 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 found new family through that. And they actually were the first ones to encourage together. Um, so I feel like they they definitely need a shout out uh, in yeah. this situation. And and but they continue to support together even now. So we're really grateful for that. Um, a place called The Journey, which is actually another nonprofit, and um, they try to help youth get involved in, in giving back and, and being part of communities, and, and that's amazing. Um, yeah, so so those are those are some, and, and Tara Gentile uh, is amazing. Uh, I heard her speak, and, and she helps small business owners um, get out of their own way and, and kind of grow, and, and she's an incredible person as well. So as of right now, those are the business partners that we have. Awesome list, awesome list. I like the last one, get out of your own way, because sometimes we are our own defeating process. So, <laughs> I like that. So, you know, there has to be a certain amount of um, uh, self-determination. You know, like I said, you talk to two, quote, you know, nonprofit lawyers, and they're like, Michael, forget about it. It's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. There has to be something within the two of you to say, you know, forget it. This is going to work. I mean, you know, you just knew you just, there was just something in you that knew that this was something that was going to be a value. Yeah, uh, because we're, we're we're not trying to we're not against growing and and, and having millions of members because that's the goal to be honest. But you know, even with a couple hundred people, mm-hmm. I, I knew we can make a difference, um, and I saw it firsthand. So you know, it, a lot of it is just determination and just sticking to it and keep pushing. I mean, get, uh, M2 was built with that. We, we didn't know about business. We didn't, we weren't like, we knew about photography, but we were not wedding photographers. <laughs> like that, you know, and it took seven years for us to get where we are. So uh, I was willing to put in the time necessary and the effort. And I'm so comfortable with people saying no. It's just, it's part of it. And every no is a step closer to a yes. There you go. Um, so I, I really, I'm not worried about failing. I'm not worried about failure. And and Gather's already succeeded. Um, and I'm just excited for it to continue to grow, so we can help people more and impact their lives more, and you know, do more projects each month, and uh, you know, just kind of grow in that way. So, yeah. I like it. Don't take a no. I mean, even when somebody who is quote unquote the experts in their field, if you feel it in your spirit, continue with it and go on with it because, you know, like with Gather, you have the opportunity to impact so many lives. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Stay with me. Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today I'm hanging out with uh, the uh, founder and president of Gather.org. That's Mr. Michael McManus. And we were actually spending a little time getting into the, the nonprofit. And I wanted to ask you, how is it that people actually join and participate in uh, Gather? Yeah, so right through our website, you can sign up. Um, when you go on there, you see the different uh, monthly membership options, whether it's $1 a month, $5, or 20 if you're a business. Um, and then you just set up a profile, and then uh, basically it just starts giving, and it, it runs automatically, which is great. So you set it up, and then we send out newsletters every month for people so they can actually start to follow the projects that they're giving to. And then in terms of being involved in other ways, certain projects we have – have volunteering opportunities built in. Um, So we have members in those situations who actually come and and physically be part of a project. Um, And then we have what's uh, called a submit a project section on our website where our members can go in and they could submit project ideas, um, whether it's a general idea or 
you know, someone specific down the street that they know that needs help. And then they send that to us and then we go ahead and, and kind of do our due diligence on those. So what is the criteria for you guys to select and accept a project? So the, it, it, I would say it's just only a few things really. One, we have to see if it's actually a legitimate need. So mm-hmm. that, that's where I do a lot of, um, you know, conversation, whether it's through Skype or on the phone. If, if it's close enough, I go in person. Mm-hmm. And I also try to find another connection to that individual and have them kind of vet that need. Okay. Um, and then it's also seeing if, if the need is something that we feel we can address and actually impact. Um, there's a, a million needs easily that mm-hmm. that are out there that I know that we can impact and, and make a difference in that person's life or that family's life. But there's also a million more that we're just not in that position to be able to do right now. Um, so we need to be really smart in how we're selecting uh, projects or what project we're selecting to make sure that we are providing that impact because that's incredibly important to what Gather is all about. Okay, okay. Now, I want to, you know, I'm on your website and I'm, I'm looking through some of the projects that Gather has been involved with. with and I just want to take a moment because I think the audience really needs to be touched by some of the work that you do because it's just so amazing. So, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you about some projects and you can just tell us how they came to your table and how you guys, um, in what ways you assisted. So you've had this one, the, uh, Emmett, the two-year-old Emmett. How did he come to your table? Yeah, um, he, his family is friends with a, a family that we know actually in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, the, that family there, there, who are members of Gather, they came to me and said, Hey, um, we know this family and they have this, you know, two year old boy and he has all these, um, issues and the insurance company to no surprise is, is not helping them and they're having to deal with all these bills. And, uh, she said, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, I want to, I want to talk to them. So I, I reached out to them and, uh, we exchanged some emails and we knew that we'd be able to help them with some of those medical bills that they were dealing with. Um, so, so, it, from the, for that project specifically, it was one of our members that connected us, um, and yeah. Okay. Um, before I move on, about roughly how many projects, uh, maybe monthly or twice a month, does gather, or maybe on a yearly basis, does gather get itself involved in? Oh, we we generally do one project a month. Okay. Um, and. So how it works in terms of the donations and all that is, you know, let's say if you're giving a dollar, each month you give a dollar, and then that dollar is pulled with all the other dollars and five dollars and twenty dollars, and then we use that money to to give towards the project. Um, there was a project we did last year where we used two months worth of donations. Um, a family had lost everything they owned in a fire, a house fire. Mm. Um, there was, I believe it was 15 people or so living in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, you know, they need clothes. That's a basic mm-hmm. necessity. So let's give them two months worth of donations and, and help them out. Mm. Okay. I like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the membership, the, the levels that you have. Is it possible? A person's not committed to just a dollar. What if they said, you know, I want to give $50 a month? We would say, okay, that's <laughs> All righty. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so we we have a a few members that started out giving a dollar a month, um, and then they said, you know, I'm I'm prepared to to give more. I want to give more. Um, And then we have also members who will say, yeah, I know I'm already a member and I'm giving monthly, but I want to give you this extra chunk. You know, I have some money and I want to give it to someone, and I know what you do, and I trust your your organization, so I'm going to give you a one-time donation. So we're, we're definitely not opposed to receiving more support, but uh, the membership levels are it's it, it's to get people started mm-hmm. uh, and just part of something, and and also making sure that they understand that they're actually impacting people's lives with that little bit amount. So the the thing that really sticks out to me, I'm um, talking to you about Gather, is that people can actually 
see and feel a part of the process. I think sometimes when, uh, you know, we, we want to give, we want to help out, but with some of the larger charities, you know, it's very hard to stay in touch with your dollar that you give. So I, re- I really like that Gather is really kind of solving that problem for a lot of people who, who want to help but don't know how to help and still feel, you know, like their, their dollar, their donation has some purpose and it is, is serving a need. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's talk about uh, KDE, that project there. That was, uh, it seems like you really helped out that lady there. Yeah, they uh, they live in uh, Australia. Actually. <laughs> um, they're, they're friends with, uh, they're, they're actually wedding photographers, and they're friends with a mutual friend over here in the States. And um, they were sharing about their story and what they're going through. She was um, in a, an accident in a parking lot where a car pinned her against another car at, at the waist. And it, it caused mm. nerve damage and she was unable to work. And they they went through all of their savings and it, it just completely turned their life upside down. Um, so, you know, I, I reached out to them and was talking to them a little bit and they were like, uh, I don't know you, but I I, <laughs> I I would love the opportunity to be able to be on the receiving end of, of Gather's donation, and um, so we we just it was really to help them with um, everyday expenses, actually not even just to give for the medical bills, but um, they were in a position where they didn't have, you know, they they lost their money to be able to just pay their bills monthly and and eat and all that, so that's what we did for them. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, we've been talking a lot today about, you know, Gather's membership program, you, you know, a dollar a month to make donations, but there is a, a, a small component of Gather where at, people can actually make donations. And um, one of the projects that you guys got involved with was um, donating items to the homeless in Philadelphia? Yes. Um, yeah, and, and we plan on doing something every year with that. Okay. Um, I, I volunteered um, with with a guy I met at a wedding, uh, <laughs> and and every Monday he goes out and he feeds the homeless, and and he, he he's an amazing person and and he actually one of his more important things he does not only just feed them but he helps them get IDs and and getting identification is actually one of the biggest issues homeless people have so he helps them with that um, so. We kind of partnered with him, and I said, you know, I want to come and I want to, I want to help do some feeding, and we'll bring some gather members, and then we also want to try to provide them with some some winter items for the winter, you know, coats and sweatshirts, pants, socks, shoes, anything we could. Okay, okay, so we've got some options that uh, gather is is touching the community and beyond. Impressive. Now, there's another project here, uh, and I really kind of. Like the name and everything, so I'm probably gonna ask you like this. Honey's Angels. What 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 is that actually? First, Honey's Angels started um, with with a woman who started feeding people in her neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, who couldn't otherwise. So for for like Thanksgiving is is one of their bigger meals, and what they do is they provide meals to their community. So we we um, gave a meal to a family of. I want to say it was 14, um, a, a big Thanksgiving meal. Um, they wouldn't have otherwise had that. And, and Thanksgiving is about being thankful for what you have and, and about family and being together. And um, my wife and I and, and our daughters, we actually went and we picked up the meal and we delivered everything to them and, and met them in person and um, you know provided that for them. So Honey's Angels is it's it's amazing uh, what they do and and they're growing really fast as an organization as well, um, which is amazing to see. And uh, hopefully we get to work with them again too. <laughs> I love that. I, I, that name was so cute to me. So um, how how many members does Gather have at this time? Can you share that or no? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We have two hundred and seven members. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So how does uh, somebody, you know, I have a, a project, how, do, how does somebody submit their potential project? Yeah, so uh, 
if if you actually go and you look at the uh, the join section, you can you can join for free, which means that it allow, gives you permission to be able to submit projects and volunteer and receive uh, the newsletter that we give out. So um, once you sign up for that, which is almost kind of just making sure that we're connected with you. Um, then right from the top of the website, you hit submit a project and it'll take you from there and you just tell us what you're thinking and give us your information and we'll either email or call you back and, and kind of go from there. Okay. So I, I know you guys are still kind of growing and evolving and kind of, you know, getting the foundation set. But right now at this point, is there uh, certain needs that Gather just really does not work with or is everything just – Go ahead. It, yeah, that, that's a really good question. I think that's one of the things that sets together apart is that we're not necessarily trying to to solve a particular problem or, okay. or um, we're, it's just about helping people. And you know, our projects. If you go through our blog, you'll see they're all so different. Yes. And, and it brings us anywhere from Mexico to Arizona to Australia to Philadelphia to New Jersey. Um, you know, we're all over the place. Because there, there's no boundaries with who will help or where they're from, and we just want to help people. Love it, love it. There should be some more Michael and Melissa's and the twins of <laughs> the world, I think. So uh, we're going to take the last commercial break of the day. Stay with me. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today I've been uh, lucky enough to hang out with Mr. Michael McManus. He is the founder and president of Gether.org. That is G-E-T-H-R-R.org. Now, uh, we spent a lot of time today talking about that. And I, I spent a lot of time before I uh, get on the air with my guests and I, I snoop around their websites and stuff like that. So I know... On the website for you and Melissa, the wedding photography thing, Melissa is doing something very amazing herself, and I like to keep marriages happy and healthy. So we're going to spend a little bit of time bragging about your wife, okay? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So she's got a project called One Kind of Beautiful. Um, can you uh, share with us what your wife is doing? Yes, uh, and, and just to, to correct you, uh, it's Own Kind of Beautiful. Oh, own, uh, I'm sorry. Own, that's fine. Own Kind of Let me Go ahead, dear. Yeah, so um, Own Kind of Beautiful uh, really stems from uh, basically Melissa's story mm-hmm. and what she had overcome an eating disorder um, that wrecked havoc in her life for six years, um, brought her to near death a couple times, and mm. ruined a lot of relationships. And she's... Um, been very fortunate to be able to kind of overcome a lot of that and, and, and she'll be the first to say that something like, uh, the feelings and those things don't go away but you learn how to, to deal with it and, and get through it and not relapse um, so she decided that she wanted to start sharing stories of women who have struggled and overcome to just inspire other women okay. um, and, and you can go to ownkindofbeautiful.org and, and see some of the stories that she's done. And so she ties in her photography with that where she photographs them. Um, so not only telling their story but also showing them how beautiful they are. Um, so she ties those two things together. You guys are doing some amazing things for uh, so many people outside of yourselves. It's, it's just very impressive to see that uh, in such a young couple, it's just amazing, amazing. I love it. What What are you guys? Uh, so we've got Gather, we've got Own Kind of Beautiful, <laughs> we've got the twins, we've got the photography. What What else are Melissa and Michael going to get themselves into? We, uh, we last year actually when we launched Gather, we launched a photo booth business as well, um, which is local to to our area of Philadelphia, um, which is PoserPhotoBooth.co co and it was just a, a, a good sister company to M2, our photography, um, and that's just a really fun thing. Everyone loves photo booths, right? So yeah. um, we get to provide a really high-end, beautiful photo booth and great experience to people. Um, so we've been doing that. That's that's something I, I more manage on my own. 
Uh, and I'll be honest, Melissa does so much for our photography business, especially when it comes to the back end and the communication and all that. So um, she spends a lot of her efforts making sure that continues on and is healthy. And then I put a lot of my effort into Poser. Um, and then, yeah, Melissa has own kind of beautiful and together we do together. And other than that, it, it, our, our lives revolve around our daughters and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to tie back into the question you asked me about gather and, and kind of how we got through all the no's and the struggles and all that. Um, I think our daughters have been the biggest influence in our lives because I, I believe that, you know, you, you teach by doing not by, by saying, and I, I think that, you know, if, if I want my daughters to be fearless and if I want my daughters to be happy and to do whatever the hell they want, mm-hmm. I, they need to see that in us. So it's pushed us a lot to to make sure that we're very aware of, of what we're doing at all times and how we're talking about things and everything. Once you have a kid, it changes your life incredibly and for the better. Um, so it, it, a lot of what we do and, and you know whether it's business related or, or outside of that in our personal family life, it's it's revolving around them. Um, and I mentioned earlier about our trip. We took recently. We went to Norway for a couple weeks, and uh, we try to travel with them and let them see the world and explore. And we love hiking, so mm-hmm. um, you know our daughters were up there in the mountains four hours at a time, just you know sludging through unknown world, mm-hmm. and and it was incredible. And we just kind of um, you know we want we want our kids to be happy and strong. And you know if you ask our daughters, you say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" The first answer is always happy. Because, because that's that's really what it's about, and and I believe if you're doing what makes you happy, then you're doing the right thing, and the way you do it and how it contributes to the world is is the way it's supposed to be, and you are actually contributing to the world and being who you're supposed to be. So um, that's kind of our our, our uh, family side of things there. Okay, I like that. Now at the very uh, start of this interview, you mentioned. Um when you had first met Melissa, you were working, you know, the, the nine to five and you, you felt like you were supposed to be there till you retired, you get the gold pin or whatever. And now reflecting back, um, what would you have to say to somebody who you encounter that's living that life? Well, first of all, there, there's nothing wrong with, with living that life and, and having a nine to five and, um, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. I'll tell you that, you know, we have, it comes with a lot of freedom, but there's a, a lot of stress and unknowns, and um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> but we're not afraid of that, and and we're, we feel that what we're doing matters, um, and and we're passionate about it. So it's not work to us. So, um, I, but I would say someone who, who's thinking like, oh man, I don't I don't want to do this, like, or someone who's always wanted to do something on their own. Um, the re- part of the reason why I never thought about having my own business and was willing to do jobs I didn't like was because um, I was so afraid and I didn't think uh, I deserved anything. I didn't think I was capable of anything. Um, so it's really just kind of n- not only ignoring the voices of others that are negative, but ignoring your own and just following your heart. Um, there, there's a book that uh, I read a couple years ago and, and I'm close with the family, the author now. Uh, it's called The Power of Starting Something Stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's by an author named uh, Richie Norton. Mm-hmm. And, um, his story, his family's story is incredible, and, and you see that in the book. But it, the idea is that every idea is stupid when it starts off. Any crazy, amazing thing that's out there in the world right now, you know, Amazon.com, mm-hmm. you know, that was a stupid thing in the beginning. Who Who's going to buy books online, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he kind of goes into these little stories of his people and how their ideas were pretty stupid. Uh, <laughs> maybe, but but stupid is the new smart. You know, it, it's stupid because it's it's new, it's unknown, it's different, and and that's that's what the world needs. The world needs those things. So um, you know, uh, what's the worst that'll happen? And and something and I I thought about Amazon.com because in in how Amazon came about. Um, the, the the founder Jeff Bezos he said uh, to himself you know if I don't do this is this something I'm going to regret when I'm 80? Yes. And um, he said yeah I, I need to try it I need to to see and that's kind of 
had a big impact on me and, and with different decisions that we've made over the past couple of years. Um, and I feel like that's something everyone should live by. You know, life's an adventure and I think you should treat it that way. So try new things, you know, try to create a life that you want as opposed to just dealing with the one you're handed. That's right. You know, I, I always tell people, you know, when you get to the end of this roller coaster, you, you don't want to look back and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. That will be the worst feeling that you could possibly have. So live and create your life today as you would want it to be. And, um, you know, it's just very refreshing when you run across people who are not only doing that, but they're raising the future generation to embrace that, that philosophy as well. So I just, I just think it's, it's just wonderful that, you guys are out there and, and touching people's lives, you know, not only with Gather, but just how you live your lives. I think that that is far reaching in itself. Uh, you mentioned uh, before we go, you mentioned that you guys just got back from Norway. And I did read on the, the website that Melissa says that you're the get up and go guy. You like to go. So what plans do we have? Where are we going next? The, I, I don't know where we're going. And, and, <laughs> and uh, and I love that. Like last year, we did uh, we did Costa Rica, we did uh, Puerto Rico the year before that, I think. And we, I, I think we might stick in the U.S. for a couple of years because I mean the United States is an incredibly beautiful place, and it, yes. there's so much to explore. So I think we'll probably do that. And uh, we've been talking about when the girls are in fourth grade, they're going to be going to third now, um, mm-hmm. of going to every national park in the U.S. because. The whole idea came about because fourth graders can go in for free. <laughs> so we're like, let's make it a three-month trip or whatever, and we're going to go with another family. And there's going to be uh, five kids and four adults, and we're thinking of just homeschooling while we go and you know, show them how beautiful the country is. I tell you, um, I'm an Air Force brat, a military brat, and I think one of the most memorable experiences of my life, my parents uh, rented an RV in Florida and drove us across to California, and it was a few months. You know, we stopped here and there, and yeah. that has the, been the most beautiful experience um, that I, I've had uh, in my life. So go ahead and, and do that. I, that's just going to be a <laughs> Wonderful thing, wonderful thing. There's so many things that you can explore just here in the United States. Um, Mike, we are at the end of our hour. Um, I want you to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and Melissa and the twins and all of that stuff. Yeah, so the, uh, you can go to m2photo.co C-O, or gather.org. And again, gather is spelled G-E-T-H-R-R. Um, and you can also connect with us on Instagram, um, which being photographers are pretty active on. And my handle is M2 underscore Michael, and Melissa's is M2 underscore Melissa. So definitely check us out. Awesome. Michael, thank you for spending time with me today. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Lana. It was my pleasure. Thank you. So once again, everybody, my guest today has been Michael McEnnis of uh, gather.org, G-E-T-H-R-R.org. Please visit the website. Uh, that is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I'll see you all next week.